When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Hello, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year round. This is Randy, and this week's episode, we will once again be talking about Halloween. Very fun. This is Sydney, and I will be talking about the Walt Disney World Haunted Mansion Dread Family Mystery. That's a mouthful. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Beth, and I'm going to be talking about some unique Halloween treats. Yum. This is Cole, and I'm going to be posing the question, is Halloween overtaking Christmas for this generation? What? So, our holiday happening for this week is that we are currently in our vacation home that we've rented in Orlando for our trip to Disney. Yes, we are. We got here probably an hour ago, maybe? Yeah, we got here. We're settled in. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. Priorities. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, so we're very excited to be here. Uh, next week's podcast, we will be sharing more about our visit specifically and, um, yeah, specifically on the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Which will be the first for Cole and I yep. to attend. Yes, which still surprises me. Okay. Mr. Oh, I've tended it so much. But there's a lot of actual firsts that uh, both all of us will be seeing in different ways. So we're going to go to Epcot and see the new nighttime show, Epcot Forever, tomorrow night. That'll be new for all of us. On Monday, you two will get to see Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge. That's right. Batu, Spire, the Black Spire, all the names for it. <laughs> um, it's Star Wars land, yeah. <laughs> yeah basically. And uh, Sydney will be um, able to make a droid. I am so excited. That has <laughs> been my childhood dream. That's crazy. <laughs> and we'll be able to go to Ogre's Cantina, which is very fun. Ogre's Cantina? What is this? Uh, is this Universal Studios <laughs> with Freck or something? Yeah, that would be cool. No, Ogre's. I'm not sure that would be cool. <laughs> Um, Tuesday is when we will be going to the Halloween party at Magic Kingdom. On Wednesday is the night we will be going to the Animal Kingdom After Hours party. Very exciting. Beth and I did that at one point, at some point over the last year. We we really liked it and thought the kids would enjoy that as well. And then Thursday, back to Hollywood Studios. Friday, back to Magic Kingdom. Saturday, Epcot. And then heading back home so and, very fun filled week and the kids it'll be their first time i think at the food and wine festival it is yeah it will be. yeah what? that is crazy i know yeah. i have been there so many times oh <laughs> have you yeah wow that so that's great though yeah them. a lot of firsts for them yep yes you get very exciting more. that we were able to go on this trip then yeah definitely very fun so uh we will we will start with sydney's segment which is actually related to our um one of the places we would visit Yes. We'll probably visit a a lot, to be (laughs) honest. (laughs) We like that place. In fact, Dad is currently wearing a Foolish Mortal shirt, which is very fun. Which is from the Haunted Mansion. That's right. So I was thinking, as we were traveling down here, and we were all trying to pick a topic for our segment, I was thinking, what about, you know, Disney and Halloween and that kind of stuff do I know the least about? And... I remember, I thought I remembered there being a riddle about busts. Um, 
at the haunted mansion, mm-hmm. but we never like we never really spent time staring at him. We just you know go through the line. Yeah, and, and there's actually a lot of bus. There are right. the bus in in the line before you even go into the mansion. Yeah, there's the bus in the um, library that follows. That's you. right. The ghost ghost writers. Ghost only ghost stories. That's yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. And then there's the singing, the singing bus. bus at the end in the grave right. in the cemetery scene. Right. So this is the one before you go into the mansion. Right, which we only see those maybe a third of the time because most of the time we go fast past Lane, which doesn't even go by them. Well, and honestly, like they're so like like right there as you first go yeah. in yeah. that unless it's like crazy summer Lines. touring, yeah, like you're not gonna stand there and just watch it. But anyways, um, they're called the Dread Family. So this is the Dread family murder mystery that's fun yeah murder is a real fun. thing huh? you didn't just make it up <laughs> i did not just make it up. murder's fun it's very simple. <laughs> yeah it's so as it goes this is the dread family and they are a greedy murderous bunch did you know that there is a mystery to solve on these five sculptures found near the entrance of the haunted mansion just like we talked about each of the busts features a phrase or little description that tells how they died and a small item it's a symbol that could be taken for mere decoration but when examined closely proves to be a clue that allows you to piece together and unravel the tale of murder and greed of the dread family that's so interesting i never knew that i didn't either so on the bus there are like symbols or so so looking at these busts, right? You see the bust, the actual like heads, and they have like like things next to them or on them. Oh, okay. And yeah. then you see the little like summary oh. beneath on the stand, like oh, the okay. column under okay. it. Right. So I sent you all pictures okay. of the bus. Okay. So Should we, we can go them? through it, through each one, oh, and try okay. to solve the murder. So if you're playing along at home. Right. They, what would they look up? What did you look up for the pictures? The Dread Family Disney Mystery. Okay. Like any any of those words, you will find the busts. And it looks like they're not. It's not on the column. It's there's a plaque next to the bust. No, it, it's on. So. Oh no, that's like a it's like a double picture. Right. So the oh gotcha, yes. it is on. So the, okay, they just kind of blew you. it up. So let's first go to Uncle Jacob. And so there's five of these busts. Five of these busts. Okay. Uncle Jacob. Okay, Uncle Jacob. So, so this, okay? just so that I'm clear, all of these people, these people killed each other. Correct. Okay, so Good we have book. to figure out who killed who. Exactly. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yes. All right. That makes it interesting. Yes. So, Uncle Jacob, his description reads, Greed was the poison he had swallowed. He went first, the others followed. His killer's face, he surely knew, now tried to discover who killed who. Okay, so he's an older guy with a mustache, and yes. he has in his hand. What's he holding in his hand? Money, money, like a Lots loose, of loose money. money. Yes. Okay. So, whoever kills Uncle Jacob will inherit all this money. Oh, and he was the first to die. Yes, and he knew okay. his killer. Okay. All right, let's go to Bertie. Bertie has so a okay. hunter's hat and a snake around his neck. Which is very dangerous. Don't do this at home. I know. Bertie's plaque says, Avid hunter and expert shot. In the end, that's what he got. So if you look 
So I'll give you a clue. Pay attention to what is on the plaques. Yeah, I was going to say that on Birdie's plaque, there's like a bottle, like a liquid bottle, like maybe poison or something like that. Yeah. But it looks like it has it's a smiley face on it. I already, I already think I know who killed who just looking oh, through so all of them. But going back on Uncle okay. Jacob, it looks like it, it's like a... Like a let's, let's go through all of them circle. before we... Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to the twins. Okay. Okay. Wellington and... For Scythia. So on their plaque, it reads, Departed life while in their beds with identical bumps on their identical heads. <laughs> That's so funny because they are a boy and girl, so they can't be identical. What is that thing on their plaque? <laughs> so It looks like a hand. It looks like an upside down bug to me. Or... What is that? That is it's probably a hand. Our pictures need aren't as... Crisp. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to Aunt Florence. Wait. Whose symbol is a okay. gun, very clearly. Yes. Okay. All right. Hers reads, Never did a dishonorable deed, yet found face down in canary seed. <laughs> okay. All right. In canary seed. I mean, so she that must have been a canary on the other one. She looks so freaking mean. Yes. She does. I mean, just, like she doesn't look like she could have never done a bad deed, does yeah. she? Or okay. dishonorable deed. Okay, and then let's go to Cousin Maud. Right. Okay. Very proper looking lady. A very snooty. Very snooty yes. looking lady. Upturned nose. Exactly. Hers reads, Our sleeping beauty, who never awoke the night her dreams went up in smoke. Okay. And her little symbol is like a hammer. So that's okay, a so, bump of the head. So she killed the twins. Yep. The uh, Aunt Florence with a gun killed, killed Birdie. Birdie. Yeah. Birdie killed um, Uncle Jacob with poison. Yep, because he got the poison. Oh, right. But then, what's then her name? Uncle Cousin Maud killed the twins. Right. Because of the bumps on the head. Right. right. And that. the twins killed Aunt Florence because they have the... Uh, you are correct. Good job, and then, oh, we didn't We didn't say Jacob, but Jacob killed Cousin Maud then because that's the only one left. So, there is an interesting twist to that. Oh. So, Uncle Jacob did not kill, um, what's... Maud? Maud. Cousin Maud? Because he was already dead. So, the theory goes that the room or wherever Cousin Maud was sleeping in was lit up with fire. Right, because she went up in smoke. Right. She was burned. So... This um this post is from buildabettermousetrap.com. Okay. And it says if you go around her bust and okay. look at her head, you will see what looks like matches in her bun. Oh. Okay. So they said they don't know why she would have put those up there, but um <laughs> obviously they lit and um, burned her to a crisp. So none so, of them got oh wait, their money. All right, so let's go back through Uncle Jake, everybody was alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the first person to, to kill somebody was Aunt Florence killed Uncle Jacob, right? No. No. Who? Birdie, Birdie killed Uncle Jacob. With Birdie, the poison. With the poison. Okay. And Birdie was the hunter. Right. right. Birdie was... So he killed Jacob. And he... Okay. So then who killed Birdie? Aunt Birdie? Florence. Correct. With the right, gun. Right. With the gun. Because he was shot. Okay. Then she was... Oh, she was found with a canary seed. That Just a fun. little bit more on the family dread, right? I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know how hard this was. Right. I, I was yeah. looking right. through. Right, like it. I didn't know if this would be like some crazy like right. riddle or something like yeah. that. Yeah, they did a good job making it like challenging, but not super challenging. Right, like a family could, could do, do it. it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they did a really good job 
Um, good job, Disney. So just a little bit more about the Dread family um, for you all. In 2010, when the Haunted Mansion's new interactive queue was in the testing phase, there were two other members of the Dread family, Whitefield Tarkington Dread and Reuben Dread. They were also included in a large poster near the entrance. At the time, Cousin Maud was listed as Governess Maud Sweeney, and Aunt Florence was listed as Aunt Florence McGuffin Dread. So, That's so interesting. And then yes. they, they got cut for some reason. Yes. They got <laughs> I, th- I think that makes <laughs> it makes sense in the context of what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that makes sense in the context of... Because with five people, it's much more easy to... Well, I guess technically six people, but with five busts mm-hmm. i think it's easier to go around and like if you're in line yes. see who killed who right it's a little overwhelming with seven yeah I yeah think so yeah too. it would take longer mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i wonder if they timed it a couple times and figured out oh wait this is gonna take too long this is gonna yeah this isn't gonna make sense so aunt florence was jacob's honorable wife who was suffocated in canary seed by the twins <laughs> suffocated <laughs> in canary seed that's wow. what it says. i guess they kind of face down in canary seed yeah, this one reads um, with Cousin Maud with the matches in her head. And now I just want to go to the bus and try and to find the matches. Yeah. yeah. Um, they said, I don't know why she put them there, but it looks like they must have rubbed together as the old girl slept, resulting in the fire that took her life. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, this one says she went out, as they say, in a blaze of glory. Yep. <laughs> the last of her villainous line to go. Yes. So that was the mystery. Great job, you all, on solving it. That was great. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was very fun. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. Thanks for bringing that up. Surprisingly fun. (laughs) Another thing that we're here for at Disney is the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Yay. (laughs) And Sydney and Cole will be there first time. And with that comes some very interesting and... Tasty treats. Very yeah, spooky sp- treats. Specific to the event. Yeah. Correct. But they're unique and specific to the event. That's right. And so we're looking forward to that. I'm sure we'll talk more about that next podcast. But I was thinking, I wonder what kind of unique treats are out there if we wanted to throw a Halloween party. So what did you find? I thought some very interesting things. Wait, are we going to throw a Halloween party while we're here? No, Disney? we are not. Oh, okay. <laughs> we Good, are definitely not. not prepared we don't that. know anyone around here. <laughs> You can get blood bags okay, that have drinking straws in them. <laughs> like online or you can buy yeah, them? Yeah, like at Amazon. Okay. You, and they look like blood bags, but you can put like um, like strawberry Kool-Aid or um, whatever red beverage you like okay. in there. You're going to have to... if the, This is starting off so awesome, you're going to have to text me like this stuff. Because <laughs> this is... Hard I'm, to visualize. I'm doing a... Uh, I'm planning a Halloween party for some friends, sort of a millennial, I guess, young adults Halloween party, and that's already something super fun. It is so cool. I will, I will text you the information. Yes. Yeah. And that looks like a blood bag that you would see hanging in a hospital. Like yeah, when you say blood legit. bag. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, like that's for real. The, so we'll take some pictures. You'll snap some pictures and we'll put those yeah. on Instagram so you can see all the things Beth's talking about. And it, it looks so amazing. And you would be drinking it from what would be the line down that would... What is the line called? That Your IV or your... Um, yeah. yeah. The, like the, whatever that line tube. is. But it's a straw. 
So you would be <laughs> sipping out of that. So it just looks amazing. So that looks like so much fun. There's a, um, one of the stories I didn't share with you about a guy in New Orleans um, that was on the ghost tour was the vampire one. And oh. one of the things he did was he carried his own quote-unquote wine around that he wouldn't share with people, which ended up being people's blood <laughs> of people that he had killed mixed with alcohol so that the blood didn't coagulate. Lovely. Yeah, so nice. you, it would be like kind of like that. Except like strawberry Kool-Aid or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was an industrious vampire. <laughs> he was. There you go. He was a thinker. So that was a lot of fun. Another, another thing that I found were <clears throat> syringes. And now they put tomato juice or Bloody Mary mix in it. Um, I'm not sure what you could put in it. It could be anything, really, because a syringe can be filled with anything. But it looks like blood. So it's like a shot of something. It's like a... Without the needle, it's a syringe that you would push so that the the liquid that was in the content, that was in the syringe, would go into your mouth. That is a hilarious... That would be a hilarious way to do a shot. Yes. Like, just use a little syringe. Yeah, because you could, like... "Hmm." Another really cool idea for a Halloween food is Halloween brimstone bread. And it looks like a hot coal, like a of lava even. Like it's red, bright red in the middle, and it's on outside, it's black oh, and all the crackle. Oh, that's really cool. Yep. And you you make the bread. I was looking at how you do it. You make the bread, you put the food coloring in it. And then it gives you a recipe for the for the black outside. Oh. And it said you can put black food coloring in it, but you can also put a couple capsules of activated charcoal mm-hmm. to make it really black. And he said it's going to be goopy. Put it all over and don't be sparing with it because uh-huh. when it cooks, it's going to make that crackle. So you're going to see this. It's going to look like a coal, like a black mm-hmm. coal on the outside and bright red on like the inside. Like it's all cracked and stuff. It is really cool. We should post pictures of these yeah. when they come up. Definitely. This, there's just some really neat things. The, um, the other thing I found was a punch, which is not any huge thing in and of itself, except it has a floating hand in it that is really cool. Yeah. So what you do is fill a glove, like I'm guessing... A food-safe glove. A food-safe yeah. glove with water, tie it off, freeze it. And then, right before people come over, take it out, cut the cut the um, glove part off. Right, cut the glove part off, oh, and then just cool. lay it in a red punch bowl. So you're pouring water into the glove to freeze it overnight. Right. Okay. So you and could this even one has a little green tint to yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. you could even put food coloring in the water just, probably before you freeze it. Exactly, and it looks like that's what they did. It looks like it's a little bit of a light green because it's especially creepy. It's not invisible. It's not yeah. a clear ice. Um, so they must have done something like that. It's a very dark punch, so it almost looks like it's going in the yes. dark. Yes, which it, is really and cool. It looks like it's laying in blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> There's just some so, such cool. It's things. a lot of drinking blood things, Mom. I know, so, right? Syringes, blood bags, blood punch. I know. Then, then this one is um, this one you could do with the kids because it's just really, really cute. You just take a hot dog. You'd have to Google this. Take a hot dog. You cut it in some places and take crescent dough, 
and and roll it out into really thin little strips and wrap it around the hot dog like a I've mummy. I've seen that. Yeah. So it's, it's so cute. Yeah. Oh, and that's creative. You could do it just with a hot dog plain, or you could cut the hot dog <laughs> so it looks like it has little arms and little legs. That's cute. And finally, the last thing, and I really don't know how many people would want to eat these, but they are edible and they're just fun decorations. The last thing is dragon eggs, which is basically boiling eggs, taking them out and like rolling the egg on a countertop to crack it some, then putting it back in the water to boil a little more with red food coloring. When you bring it out and you open it up, it looks like... It's all crackled. It's a yeah. It looks like it's a white egg with all this red crackle in it. That's it's kind of cool. makes yeah. me think of you know kind of a bloody kind of thing. But you, you know, do other colors. Different. You could do like blue and green and red. You could do like a whole bunch of yeah. Why dragons. would you want to? This the is dragons because dragons come in different colors. Right. I was thinking black. <laughs> yeah, black. There you go. Okay, that sounds good. I just didn't know. I wasn't see, up on the dragon see. I thing. would I would think that you would do maybe red and green or something like that because a lot of green things. Uh, like the green hand, like a lot of right, Halloween yeah, 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 stuff. Yeah, you could do something does, like that. Yeah. So that's just some ideas for really unique, fun Halloween treats, especially for maybe an adult party. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is really cool. Um, and it's really cool to, with social media, be able to see all of that. It is. Too. All and, those ideas. Yeah. And it's an interesting trend in social media, especially with this generation. I don't know how many times we're going to use the word millennials in my section here, but um, I'm just going to say with this uh, current generation. There you go. So I guess what I mean when I say is Halloween overtaking Christmas, because that, that has a few different meanings. Now, you could say, do I mean that in terms of sales, like in terms of how much money is spent on each holiday, in which case... What do you guys think? It's not even. It's not even close. No, right. Christmas right. is no. so far out there. With right, because the things you're buying for Halloween are so much cheaper than the things that people are buying for Christmas. Yeah. So they actually have a chart on uh, NRF, the National Retail Federation, which shows the top spending okay. holidays. So do you guys want to take a guess at what the, or I guess holidays are like seasonal events. Okay, so I would say Christmas Christmas, is first. Christmas Christmas first. first. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. I'll just show you guys this chart from a distance. The orange is Christmas. Oh my goodness. It's it's, like three quarters. It's not even close. It's more than three quarters. More than three quarters. It is, yeah. Um, So then I would guess Halloween or Easter. Next for spending. Um, I would guess Valentine's Day. Ooh, that's a good point. Mother's Day, too. Ooh, that's another good point. So, so what do you think? Number two. Halloween. Mother's Day. Valentine's Day. This is going to make sense when I say it. it. I don't really think it counts, I'm so I might skip it, but they say back to school. Oh, okay, yeah. We, yeah, yeah I that's, that's a season, though, right? That's a season. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But no, the next it. one is Mother's Day. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yep, which is followed by Valentine's Day and then Easter. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Yep, so... Halloween's beneath those? Then the Father's Day and then the Super Bowl are both before Halloween. Oh that is my hilarious. Goodness, really? Yep, which I, I was thinking does make sense with the Super Bowl because you right. buy a lot of food and usually paraphernalia. Memorabilia. Yeah. Paraphernalia, too. Yeah. Yep. Memorabilia, paraphernalia. Yep. Yep. Lots of bilias. Yes, Lots of bilias. Lots of bilias. But it's not even close to Christmas. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, so, they so you don't have, mean it from that perspective. Yeah, they have an estimated uh, holiday total spending in billions. Back to school is something like 72. Okay. And winter holiday slash Christmas is something like 602. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so it is, it, it's a huge difference. So I'm obviously not talking about cost in terms of is Halloween overtaking Christmas for this current generation? Because Halloween decorations don't cost that much by themselves. So there is a trend of sort of moving away from the plastic cheap stuff towards Halloween decorations that are either elegant Halloween or like they call it like elevated Halloween, but things that are um, maybe more metal, copper, sort of steel decor, um, things that you can keep through the years and maybe use at times that aren't just Halloween. Because we talked about in previous podcasts about the decorations for Halloween started out as paper, right? That was a long period of time that they were paper. Then they kind of went to plastics, right? They kind of, our generation was beginning of plastics in combination with paper um, so yeah, so this generation is so more, it's sort of a natural yeah, progression right, there. Yeah, uh, and with the the social media, it's an interesting because a lot of what I looked at in terms of because I did a lot of research in terms of what people's because it's all opinion based. There's no like statistic of do millennials like Halloween more than Christmas, right? But a lot of it for people came down to millennials are much more focused on individual identity than previous generations okay. were, or I guess changing their identity, being more fluid with their identity, um, less traditional. So Halloween is an easier way to do that than Christmas, because Christmas is very rooted in tradition, yep. whereas Halloween is kind of a way, it's kind of a time you can put on a mask and be whatever you want to be. Maybe multiple times. Maybe multiple different times. Right. And they talked about that. A lot of people are like posting things online um, themselves in multiple costumes, being like, oh, oh yeah. which ones do you guys like yeah. more? Right, yeah. Um, so creativity is now, more than ever, a way that you can make a living for yourself, not just right. through like writing a... Because previously, it'd be like, oh, creativity, a way maybe you do a painting or you write a book. Right. Now, it's you can do something creative with... Um, a costume or right. you know think about people that are Instagram or YouTube famous or yep. something like that yeah. and cosplaying for instance oh, yeah. used to be very niche now it's much it's blown up yeah. as well right so, yeah. so there's, there's things online that many people now could use to help them figure out how do they make costumes yeah right for Halloween in fact there are different categories too like you have the people who our last minute don't really care about costumes. You have the cosplayers who are like hardcore. You have the people, like the couples who want to dress together. Like there are all kinds of things that you can do now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And millennials, a lot of times they want to, with their costumes, make sort of sort of poignant jokes based on like <laughs> cultural trends right. or uh, some kind of political figure right. or something or like memes. that. Or memes. A lot of, there are a lot of meme-based <laughs> costumes and right. stuff like that. But millennials like to make a joke, you know, a lot of jokes and stuff about like a political corruption joke or something like that. It's sort right. of kind of a, a kind self-aware... Of, and see if people of, get it. Right. And see when if, they come. Because a lot of millennials like to come with some slightly obscure costume right, right. that they're hoping that people will get or um, or they'll come with something more obvious like they'll show up in a Dracula costume or something right. like that because you know 
that's uh, vintage. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing air quotes with vintage. <laughs> with vintage, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'd say our generation was much more plain. You're just dressing up like uh, some monster or something. Yeah, or something. You know, something. Like yeah. you were a crayon in a Tootsie Roll. Right. And, uh, you know. Yeah, there was nothing ironic about <laughs> no. it or like subtle about it. it no. Even as adults, we were, I think we did crayons once. Or we were just like... I was a tiger and you were a pirate one time yes. as adults when we right. had adult oh, parties. The couple's costume. You know, the, the well, tiger and the, the pirate. T- I was going to say those two go together. <laughs> I pretty much wanted to be a tiger and well, he pretty the, much wanted okay. to be a pirate. Here's the backstory. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a book. I've <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> Nobody got it. Nobody <laughs> The book it was, was titled The Pirate and the Tiger. <laughs> it was too obscure for them. It was. That's right. Uh, well, and a lot of them are saying that Millennials are kind of changing what adulthood means as opposed to previous generations. They're not having kids as early as previous generations did. And they're not sort of fitting into the same cultural, I guess, norms as your traditional kind of nuclear family model. Right. And a lot of millennials aren't having kids. And they're doing things like being famous on Instagram or something (laughs) like that. Yeah. And Halloween is kind of a way to... Again, more so than Christmas, because Christmas is, like, exciting and fun, but a lot of the exciting and fun things about Christmas come from the traditions. There's not... It's very family-oriented. If you're a creative person, there's a way to be super creative with Christmas, but it's much easier... Halloween lends itself towards creativity... Because each person is inherently sort of different when you're at a Halloween party or yeah, something that's right. like that. Right. So, and Halloween used to sort of exclusively, well, I guess not exclusively, but it was, you thought of it as a children's holiday. Right. right, that's right. For the most part, right. Yep. Yeah, there were always people that, you know, we, we celebrated as adults, but it wouldn't be every year necessarily. Um, no, and, and it wasn't as much excitement into it for us. No, not when we were. A young, young not when we were young adults. Yeah, we had it was definitely a child, more of a child. For child's the most part, yeah, holiday. yeah, and a lot of young people like the idea of like going and partying with their friends, right. and it's easier to like have a young adult party for a Halloween party than a Christmas party. Yeah, because a Christmas true. party, you think of like oh maybe eggnog and like right. uh, Secret Santa or Yan- Yankee Swap or right. white right. elephant, you know, yeah. something like that. Ugly. Sweater contest. Uh, (laughs) Fun stuff, very tradition kind of stuff. Whereas a Halloween party, you get together, you do, you're all dressed up and you do whatever kind of thing. Uh, And it's it's a way that because because this generation is so interested in finding its own identity, it's a way that you can kind of put a mask on for a day and be whatever you want. And it's funny as I was as I was looking at uh, looking this up, I thought of uh, do you remember the Stranger Billy Joel's song? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I wrote down lyrics from that song because he's talking about putting on a mask. And so the line from that song, it, it was my favorite song for the longest time. Which is another Billy Joel, for the longest time. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, that wasn't even uh, intentional. But uh, it goes, uh, well, we all have a face that we hide away forever. And we take them out to show ourselves when everyone has gone. Some are satin, some are steel, some are silk, and some are leather. But they're the faces of a stranger, and, and we'd we love, love to try them on. on. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's exactly what I thought of. I was like, I love, I love the lyrics of the song. For, yeah, but yeah, it's it's just a cool way you can go out. You can be yourself, like a caricatured version of yourself, or you could be something completely different right. for yeah. for a Which day. Which is interesting when you think about like Instagram and some of the social media. It is 
uh, projecting a character, kind of like an aspect that you want to project to the world. So, or that you um, just find intriguing. That idea or, of yeah. identity being almost split. Like I can have multiple ways that I present myself to the world. Is that's kind of interesting for the yeah. generation? And it's interesting because one of the things that they said was that a lot of millennials, it's something that they can make for them using their own skills. Yeah. Uh, uh, something you know. Somebody said that like a lot of millennials end up with jobs completely unrelated to or are frustrated with the workforce because they end up with jobs completely unrelated to their degree that they got just because of the way that you know the job market is set up now so it's a way that they can sort of make something for themselves and sort of express their own creativity the way that they so like an outlet right like an outlet they're kind of defining new ways to be an adult and new, you know, ways that you can have your own identity. And as as such, they're kind of changing the way that Halloween exists in America, at least. That's really cool. Yeah. Might I suggest some blood bags and perhaps some brimstone bread for those adult parties? I absolutely will use those for my adult party because that's <laughs> brilliant and hilarious. It is. <laughs> it is. It really is. Well, thank you guys for bringing those topics on short... Um, short timeline given our trip to Disney. (laughs) We're going to cut off here because we have some Disney things to go do. Uh, We will talk, uh, let me bring up future festivities for the week of October 21st. October 21st is Count Your Buttons Day. (laughs) October 22nd is National Nut Day. October 23rd, National Mole Day. Together, they're Button Nut Day. (laughs) There's Mold Day. <laughs> yeah, Mold Day's on the 23rd. 24th is United Nations Day. 25th of October is Frankenstein Friday. October 26th, Howl at the Moon, Day and Night. Oh, it's oh. kind of a werewolf thing uh-huh. happening. And funnily, funnily enough, October 27th, Mother-in-Law Day. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Thank goodness your mother-in-law is awesome. That's right. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on social media on Twitter, we're at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons. And Facebook, you can find us by searching our Facebook page or group um, by looking up Holiday Moons. And you can contact us at any time at HolidayMoons at gmail.com. So for Randy, Sydney, Beth, and Cole, Happy, happy Halloween! Some